Welcome to the Food for Thought podcast, a podcast where I, Erin Hallstrom, take you beyond the headlines of the food and beverage manufacturing industry. On today's episode, I'm talking with Carla King, Senior Marketing Manager for Mary's Got Crackers. As you may know, Mary's Got Crackers is our third and final winner of our 2020 R&D Teams of the Year Awards. In this episode, we talk about how the Nevada-based company leverages its small size to do big things, as well as what the company is doing to produce products that are not only good for the body, but good for the planet, too. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Food for Thought podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Erin. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's great to get to talk to one of our R&D Teams of the Year for 2020. Speaking of, congratulations on being named one of the Food Processing 2020 R&D Teams of the Year. Can you tell me what sets the R&D team at Mary's Gone Crackers apart from most other companies? Sure. Um, And first off, it's very humbling to be in such good company. Um, winning that award. Um, Mary's is pretty much a company that was founded on innovation. Um, Mary was a trailblazer in the gluten-free and organic food space. Um, Her innovation is a critical thread that makes Mary's the company that it is today. So even though she's no longer um, in the day-to-day or even involved in the company, we continue to keep her spirit and her passion alive and push the boundaries of product and flavor innovation. We know that that is what delights our consumers, and so that's what drives us. And we're constantly looking for ways uh, our consumers can enjoy um, our snacking items while staying conscious or conscientious of their health and the health of the planet. Um, We're pretty small, but we are nimble, so we um, keep plugging away. Can you walk me through what product development looks like at Mary's Gone Crackers? Where do your ideas come from? Our ideas um, come from multiple facets. So we seek out new and exciting flavor profiles, and we get them from our consumers who are pretty passionate (laughs) about our products, and they suggest ideas. Um, and we're in direct contact with them through social media. They can call our um, company direct, our consumer affairs hotline direct. Our employees also have great ideas, both in our R&D kitchen and outside of that, which our R&D team, being fairly small, tends to seek out the ideas. And also our customers, our retail partners, um, sometimes provide some insight into what, has been trending or what consumers are looking for. Um, So that's probably the three main buckets where they come from. Okay. You mentioned retail customers, and I know in the September article on food processing, Dan Huffpower, the Director of Research Development and Innovation, mentioned that same thing about retail customers. Can you elaborate on that a little more? Sure. Uh, One of our retail partners, um, and they were one of our first retail partners to carry our product line, 
offers a great sounding board for ideas as well as they offer suggestions on flavor and texture that they see perhaps an opportunity or something missing from their category set. Um, and we have a close relationship with them and value their feedback. So when we have prototypes, we've been able to share um, and get information and feedback from them. So that helps drive um, a couple. And in fact, we have a couple items in our innovation pipeline right now that um, came from them. And hopefully, we'll be able to launch um, either probably next year. I would, um, fingers crossed, next year. <laughs> <laughs> that same article mentions that there are only two people on the R&D team. Definitely the smallest so far of all of the R&D teams <laughs> of the year. How does that work? Uh, does having a small team create any choke points um, in the innovation cycle? We are small. not going to ignore that fact, but I would also say that we're fairly nimble, as I mentioned before. Um, what it does is it focuses us on priorities pretty late with a laser focus, and it makes us rely on cross-functional. So I work very closely with our R&D team to item and identify trends and flavors, um, understanding texture, I know our quality team and our you know, production and procurement team work very closely. So we kind of spread out in terms of who does what, but R&D leads the bus on, on making sure the formulas come to fruition. Sounds like there's a lot of jacks and jills of all trades at the company. I think um, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So one of the things uh, that I've asked every single podcast guest so far mm -hmm. is, did you have any sourcing or labor concerns related to the coronavirus? Um, we tend to be challenged with longer lead times. Um, all of our products, or what I should say, all of our ingredients are organic non-GMO, sustainably sourced. So um, luckily within the pandemic, we have not had issues in terms of ingredient sourcing. Um, I think where some of the issues more have been are on the labor front. Um, and, you know, being in Reno, it's not a big of market as LA or maybe the Midwest where more of the plants are and there's a greater labor pool. So that has, that has been a bit of a challenge, but we have a great team that has been recruiting and resourcing and we're, we haven't really missed too much of a beat. We have had to focus on our top selling items and, you know, which I don't think is uncommon for any CPG company right now where it's with the pandemic, people are looking to what's familiar, what's known, and so they're not necessarily looking to try new stuff, new items as much. So they're focusing on, you know, the core, and that's what we've had to do as well. One of the things I was really impressed with when I was reading the September article was some of the sustainability programs the company's involved in. 
Can you talk about those? Yeah. Um, first off is our relationship with the California Rice Lambs Waterbird Foundation. So all of our rice in our products is sourced from California, and we've partnered with the farmers who then create also, you know, they're, they're sustainability-minded, and where the rice is grown is a very big area that's popular among the water birds. So we ensure that the rice is grown sustainably, organically, so no pesticides, and nothing that's going to harm those water birds so they can continue to thrive. And we proudly support that foundation, and we continue to source from them as well as support the foundation. Um, and so much so that we've put that support identification on, on the back of our legacy product line. So hopefully consumers with the new rebranding that's taken place in the last few months will see that um, and know that that's our commitment. All of our cartons are made with recycled paperboard. Um, I don't think that's anything that any other CPG company is, but you know we want to do as best we can to make sure that everything is recyclable. Um, all of our organic certification, which is every single product line, um, makes that inherently sustainable. And lastly, with our real thin crackers, we do use palm oil, um, but we have partnered with Palm Done Right to ensure that all of that palm oil is sustainably sourced. And Palm Done Right is an organization that works with the farmers uh, to teach them how to grow um, in an organic and sustainable manner, as well as gives back to those farmers in terms of, you know, living arrangements and education um, so that they're improving their lives as much as um, we're improving our products. Okay. So last question for you. Yes. If I were to look into your pantry, what... Mary's Gone Crackers product, what I, what I see or find the most of? Uh, for me, I am a big fan of Supersede Everything as well as Supersede uh, Black Sesame and Seaweed. So those are my two favorites. For my husband, he's also a huge fan of Supersede Everything, but he likes to spice things up, so he, I have Supersede excuse me, not super seed, our original jalapeno, um, nice and spicy. And for my second grader, we have the real thin sea salt. That's his favorite. I will say I have my box of the original crackers sitting right in front of me. And it is a great I, – I eat these as I work from home every day. It's like my snack. One of the things that I've absolutely loved about the product is that it gives recommendations on the side of oh, yes. pairings. And I, when I first picked them up, that was something that really caught my eye because I wasn't entirely sure, you know, oh, what are the different iterations of, you know, what can I mix these with or eat these with? So I really liked that. I appreciated that. I'm, you know, I may report for and do stuff with food processing, food processing, but I'm also a consumer. So... I wanted to point that out to your, your teams. I really appreciated the 
here's the different things that you can do with um, the crackers. Um, and yes, I do see on the back of the box the um, the information about the California growers. So, yeah. All, well, all thank right. you for that feedback. Yeah, I um, but yes, more than happy. I when we were sitting down to do this podcast recording, I definitely wanted to have my box sitting right in front of me. <laughs> Normally, I put my crackers on a plate, but. You know, rarely do I ever have something, or when I'm talking to someone, do I actually have that very product that I consume every single day. So this is one of those few times. Although I will say, this year's R&D teams, every single one of them was a product that I normally got, and I don't even have a lot to do with our R&D teams of the Mm -hmm. year voting or anything like that. And brought a smile to my face when I realized and have been talking to the different teams. It's like, oh, wow, I actually have. I, I've purchased their products. So I concur. The, the R&D is absolutely <laughs> fabulous. So I love that the product development awesome. y'all are doing. <laughs> um, with well, that, we will do our best thanks. to keep it up. Yes, please do. And I hope everyone is safe out in Reno, both with the fires that aren't um, aren't to you, but almost in the backyard of yeah. Reno, um, as well as just with the COVID concerns. Um, really just hoping everyone stays safe and healthy. And wanted to say thank you for talking with me today and really appreciate it. And it's been great having you on the podcast. It was my pleasure. And thank you for having me.